Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. God damn it. Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan. It's unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. Show number 206. Yeah, I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. Yeah. We're recording the same day we're posting. This, this is happening, you know. I think this is only like the second or third time this has happened. We're getting the hottest takes today. Yes. This is fresh off the griddle. This is almost live today. Recording on the morning that we're posting it. So Saturday morning for us. Right. After a crazy week, of, this seemed like a race between what would claim more casualties, not to be completely crass about it, but uh, between the fallout of the hurricane disaster in Puerto Rico, fires in California, or Harvey Weinstein. That is also a fire in California. It's just a different kind of fire. Right. I think I think Puerto Rico is pulling ahead in that, unfortunately. But it's kind of neck and neck, the number of people that died in wildfires in California and also, not also, the same numbers, not the same people. <laughs> Isn't it mysterious? I'm surprised I haven't read a story that was like, all these people who accused Harvey Firestein, uh, Firestein, I did it again, <laughs> that, did, that accused Harvey Weinstein are mysteriously dying in California wildfires. But yes, uh, on, on top of, I know that the the Trump White House has never necessarily seemed together, but it does seem to be unraveling more this past week with actual <laughs> actual Republicans willing to speak out against him and other people in in his administration being quoted as saying some rather interesting things about him. I mean, he's just gone full full blown rogue, right? At this point, Trump has he's well. There, according to uh, anonymous sources, he is hating on everybody. He is seething with anger and quit. Come and on, is dude, be the fed first up. Guy. Be the second guy who quits. Do yeah. It. I, well, it's a speech next January. Fuck this shit. You can have there was like, a whole thing with. You can have Reese Bannon. <laughs> right. So there was a whole thing with Tillerson. And the the quote of uh, that that Trump was a moron, which was tied to we found out it, it had nothing to do with what Tillerson was doing around that time in in North Korea. It was because Trump wanted us to get back to our 1960s height of the Cold War era armament of n- nuclear missiles. Why? For what? <laughs> right. But we already have the the largest cache of nuclear missiles, and we already have the ability to blow up the Earth four times over. Does somebody have a small penis? Why not? Why is not? That what this 40? is all about? Right, and that's why Tillerson called him a, uh, a fucking moron, and also why uh, John Kelly, who reportedly hates his job is staying there in an agreement with with other cabinet members that they are just there to prevent World War Three. <laughs> We're just here to make sure this guy doesn't get us all killed. 
like literally rich they're like marshawn lynch they're here just just so they don't get fined (laughs) (laughs) they're all about that action boss yeah like literally having having to possibly tackle the president to prevent him from using his nuclear football why did they gotta call it a nuclear football why can't just be the nuclear i don't know nuclear phone well because it's football's been taking enough shit it's an object, you know. I mean, like you, you have an actual card that you snap open that has the the authorization codes inside. Do you have to kill your doppelganger, like in the leftovers? <laughs> that was genius. That, that is how they should do it. <laughs> you have to kill a man. <laughs> oh, really? See how ready for this you are. You have to kill a man. I think it was a fair point. I mean, you could give him. Uh, you know, somebody that's on death row or something, but the president would first have to pull the trigger and be personally responsible responsible for one single life that he could know and look in the eye before he made decisions on millions of other lives. Oh, here's a. Ca- I feel like we're writing a movie. Here's a caveat: they put it in the first lady the day after inauguration. Oh, that, Trump would kill that, Trump would kill his wife in a heartbeat. He's he's on what his third, fourth one. Right, they're a dime a dozen. He could just order a new one from from Russia. Like the day after inauguration, the first lady. Oh yeah, she's got this appointment. She's gone for like six hours. Come back, you know, there's like stitches on her. Right. Oh, so Trump's re- response to the the moron comment from Tillerson was to tweet out that. If Tillerson wanted to have uh, a challenge, a, a test of who had the highest IQ, that he was willing to do that, and he Mensa knew, said they would officiate. Yeah, and that he knew who would win, and then later that week went on to say ridiculous things like that he met the president of the U.S. Virgin Islands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we assumed you knew, like. Uh, he must. I'm sure at this point somebody did tell him that he is the president of Puerto Rico because they they also sat him down and said, you know, this is how we do it. You know, the, you you pronounce it with the uh, with the accent to show that you know you understand. I don't know. That, that's how they that's how they, they coach politicians. You know, they suddenly get an accent when it's like a newscaster. They do that on uh, on like MSNBC too. When they they don't talk about uh, Cuba, they'll say Cuba. <laughs> like, whoa, wait a minute! All of a sudden, you're from there. Yeah. Okay, we get it. You but took so, Spanish, right? So he understand he understands that he's the president of Puerto Rico, but for some reason, he doesn't think that we should take the same responsibility for it because it's not really part of the, the U.S. and doesn't understand that the U.S. Virgin Islands. Yeah. <laughs> it's, look, Trump, this is not a coincidence <laughs> that has a U.S. in front of it. That that was part of the territory over which he presides as well. It's like, I'm not a fan of like everybody bagging on this guy all the time, but he he's the gift that keeps on giving. I would he love to be br- a comedy does- writer right now. He does bring it on himself quite a bit. If well, right, yeah, I don't. Not since they, George W. Bush have comedy writers just been like, "Oh my god," it it just never stops. I think it's also making some of them rather lazy, though. 
I think. Well, yeah, I, when uh, I hear when I hear Bill Maher call him fat, I'm like, come on, really? You're Bill Maher. That's the best you can do. That's playground yeah, shit, bro. I think actually, like, Bill Maher off the cuff tends to be a lot more creative in his criticism than he is in his opening monologues, which are you know written by a team of of writers of millennials, probably at this point. I don't know. I think certainly there's. A, <laughs> there was the idea, the the comforting thought that having somebody like this as the president would at least be good for art in some way, for criticism, for satire. Uh, but I think we've seen just more plucking of low-hanging fruit. Yeah, like everyone this week was creaming themselves over that Eminem video. I, I was not impressed. Yeah, I don't yeah, think he's, he's said anything that we haven't said on our podcast, right? He wasn't like, whoa, he's really giving it to him. Like, Well, not only that, but for a freestyle, that flow was all herky-jerky and mm-hmm. way too many pauses in it. And, like, it, it sounded like an isolated vocal track without a beat is, yeah, what it he, did, is what it sounded like. It didn't sound like a freestyle off the top of his head. It yeah, wasn't... I, I'm surprised that he didn't do it to a beat so he could have those pauses and just, you know, wait a measure, then go again. Exactly, but, yeah. I, well, I mean, still, he's doing something that I could never do. <laughs> like, eh. Well, I mean, I will say, I will say that it's, it's, it's hard for me to say this because I'm not a fan of Trump. <clears throat> and oh, what? Well, well, oh, you'd be surprised when people think because uh, you know I'm I'm I don't call everybody to the to one step to the right of Bernie Sanders a fascist or Nazi that they think I'm a Trump supporter, but that's a story for another day. Um, but no, I I you know when he's like moderates oh, are Trump supporters now too, yeah, and we're Nazis as well. Yes. Um, but yeah, you know the whole. And if you if you're not with us, then fuck you. If you're not with me, then fuck you. And it's just like, dude, this is getting so fucking tiresome. Yeah. Like, is it is it really is it really this? Is it is that where we're at? To where if I don't agree with you 100 percent lockstep, then there's no there's no room for me. Even though we both want him out of office, didn't want him in office in the first place. You know, I, I, I don't know. It, well, it's just it's 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 gotten real old, and to me, it's it's lazy. It's intellectual laziness. It's just la- it's just a lazy way to think and be. And on top of it, is I'm sorry, but I, the more and more I start to see ideas and debate be shouted down by the so-called, you know. Left the the party that that progressive for, yeah for years was the ones that were protecting free speech and was the ones that were fighting people who were trying to say you know you can't say this yes we can we can say whatever the fuck we want I the, yeah the more the more I see how that shit plays out the less I'm like oh I'm willing to turn a blind eye towards this you know it's us or them all or nothing mentality 
because I think that's where we're just going to end up going back over the same fucking shit. It's okay. How do I put this? Who who am I going to fucking... Who am I going to side with? Am I going to side with people who don't consider me a true ally because of my race, gender, sexual orientation, whatever, and want to fucking talk down to me because we don't like Trump, or am I going to side with people who worship every word Trump says? Well, fucking neither. How about that? Right. It's a it's a false choice. And it, 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 that's but that's the choice that's being handed to, to us well, in society this, more and more and more. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree, but consider this. This choice is being presented to you usually by the extremes. It's the people on the fringes who are pointing at everybody else that, that's, you know, anywhere closer to the center than they are as being equally part of the problem. Which seems like... It, it seems antithetical to what you would want to try to accomplish. When, if you want to make a political movement, you've got to have a mass of people on your side. And when you take a spectrum and you, you're all the way on the left side or the right side of it, and you draw the line right there where you are and say, everybody else on the other side is my enemy, well, that's the majority of that spectrum, right? Instead of saying, these people on this fringe, on this side, are my enemy, and my job is to try and get as many people in the middle to come to my side so I have the majority. You're never going to have the majority if you keep drawing the line at, at the extremes. You're never going to be able to actually get anything done other than uh, uh, some protests and some signs get made. You're not going to get legislation passed unless you get a majority of people to come over to your way of thinking. And a good starting point is not your part of the problem. Well, and it's also I'm starting to see more and more the term centrist being used as a derogatory term. And right. it's, the, the way it's that Sweden got a bad rap for being neutral. Yeah, and it's it's definitely coming more from the 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 people embracing the extreme sides of politics on the left than the right. And it's like, guys, don't you understand? This is this is not how. Look, you wanted us to vote for Hillary because you didn't want Trump in there. In other words, you wanted us to vote against somebody. Now you have Trump in there. And now you now you are like attacking everybody who isn't in lockstep with you, who would be more than happy to throw in and you know, throw support behind a candidate who's not Trump come next election. But you're but you're pissing them off. Mm-hmm. And I you know, I this is maybe maybe this is because there's a vocal group of people, especially on the internet, the younger group, you know, the younger generation of millennials who, you know, first voted for Obama in 2008, voted for him in 2012, got their ass handed to him last election, don't know how to take it because they've never lost before. And so they, they never learned the lesson that I was trying to tell people who hated Bush in two thousand in, in 2004. And I was like, you can attack Bush all you want. You can attack his policies all you want. You can attack his administration all you want. When you start attacking people who you 
assume are going to vote for him or support him, you just push someone off of the fence onto the other side. Yep. Yeah. Well, right. And, like, that, uh, and it, so, and so, if you, if it's truly, if it's truly important for you to get Bush out of office, if it's truly important for you to get Trump out of office, you need to stop your petty bullshit. And I'm gonna tell you what: if you don't, then you've proven to me that it's not as important to get these people out of office as it is for you to fucking score political gotcha points in internet arguments. I, I mean, I, I don't know any other way to put it. What is what is the point of attacking someone who's like? Eh, I don't like most of what Trump does, but I like this one thing. Okay, you're a fascist, you're a Nazi, you're a horrible person, you should be ashamed of yourself, you're a white supremacist. You just you just gave someone a fucking bad taste in their mouth. And they're not going to be sympathetic towards anything you say at that point. So don't tell me right. you're, the most important thing is getting him out of office if you still want to fucking be a petty little fucking cunt about shit. Right. Well, right, we've seen there's a lot of whataboutism Every time that something comes up, well, Trump gets criticized for this. Well, what about Hillary? What about Obama? What about all this and that? And and a lot of times it's used for deflection. There are select times, though, where that's actually useful to help hone your argument as a group, right? If you're talking to somebody who's not a Trump supporter and they're going off about, I don't know, let's let's say Trump does some drone strikes and they criticize him for that. Just, just, to, just to say, and and you go, well, wait a minute. How are you going to actively criticize Trump on this when you were silent on eight years of Obama? Yeah, or what about de- <laughs> like, uh, deporting people? R- that, that that's Barry's dirty, de- dirty little secret too. Barry absolutely deported the most people ever. Oh, yeah, I mean, look, that's probably the three biggest arguments against Obama. Not that, you know, look, I voted for him twice. He was the, certainly the best option. But, you know, on top of drone strikes and deportations, uh, well, I guess there's two more things. The idea of personal privacy and the, uh, an actual open White House were completely disregarded by him. He... Trump, if they could learn one thing from Obama, it's how to keep your fucking people in line and how to keep your White House in lockstep. Gotta have that pimp hand. Oh, is that, is that racist? <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. It is. Right. So, but the, uh, my point was, though, that there are times where, you know, it, you can, if you want to have an effective argument against Trump, Let's weed out all of our own hypocrisies and just concentrate on the things that we can stand clean on. And so when you say, well, look, what, a, what about Obama? What about Hillary? There is some of that that's saying you need to make sure that that you can't leave yourself open to criticism because if you come against Trump and you're going on this issue, all you're going to have is a bunch of right wingers saying, "What about? What about? What about?" Well, it's just we. It's have almost a- like a preemptive argument, right? It's what you want to do. It's it's why they do practice debates as politicians. We right? have they want to they want to find those places where you're going to get snagged. It's why you do uh, depositions. You practice your depositions with your lawyer. But yeah, but we've lost find sight of there's gonna, two sides to everything. Up. We've lost sight of that. We've right, lost but, sight to there is another side of everything. 
Well, I think what it is is that a lot of people are just concentrated on the argument itself, right? Yes. They they are thriving on the fact that they are, uh, you know, in some sort of oppressed minority, and they're feeding off of that. And anything that that tells them different is the enemy. Back in my trolling days, that was pretty much my mo. It wasn't like I mean, trust me, it was fun getting people riled up. It's fun seeing it. But my whole M.O. generally was when I would do any of that was, hey, there's another side to this. You know, and I would right. just there's get a, fucking yeah, you piled on. Advocate. But, yeah, there's another side to this. And we and don't I, do I that anymore. Any, it's, there's my any side intelligent, Any intelligent person would, would do that themselves. They wouldn't have to talk to somebody else. You think through a situation in your head and you play it out. Okay, it could go this way, but what if it goes that way? I have to be well, prepared you know, for that. You know, I read a I read a pretty interesting uh, op-ed about why there is such a lack of debate and respect for debate um, these days. And I, I think it was a good point. I mean, I I feel like it is. It makes sense. Um, but you know, the, the the guy who wrote the article said, "Well, you got to remember, a lot of the younger people grew up on the internet, and to them." Debate on the internet is useless. So debate in in real life, they just see as an extension of debating on the internet. It's useless. You're never going to change anybody's mind. Can we stop making because the internet an excuse for things? It's kind of hard when it's when it's, it's such an important part of everybody's life on a day to day basis. Well, well, yeah, but it's it's not the cause of anything. What it has done is distilled our collective personalities down to things that we can study that it gives us statistics right before in the internet we knew there were creepy people out there because you would hear stories about you know someone's girlfriend or or what happened to your cousin or something like that and now we just have proof of all this but yeah the internet is uh, is not the cause of any of this. It's not. Like, see, the internet didn't take debate out of schools. The, the the worst thing I think it did was give somebody a shield of anonymity, and it's kind of the same reason why people will be total assholes when they drive and do things that I just always try and picture when I see an aggressive driver, somebody's like right on my ass. I think about, like, what if we were in line at Starbucks and this guy was just, like, practically had his dick buried in my ass? Like, wouldn't that be uncomfortable for everyone? Me, him, everyone else around him? But when you have... When Worst you're cup protected of by ever. This, this shield of your car where you don't actually have to interact with people other than flipping them off or honking the horn, then... Uh, then you're more likely to drive aggressively and act like an asshole to other people and flip them off. And then when you you apply that to the internet, yeah, you're you're more likely to say things that you wouldn't normally. You feel like you have if you have uh, you know if you have racist views that you wouldn't talk about at a party because you don't know who's you know going to agree with you and who's not. You have perfect places in the internet where you can go and say all those things and know that you're amongst the, the same company or whatever your views are. It's not See, I, 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 you know, I can't, I can't 
get 100% behind, you know, oh, well, let's not blame the Internet. I'm not blaming the Internet. I'm just saying I agree with the guy that this is the way the Internet has been used. This is a whole generation that's came up never not, never not knowing the Internet. And, I mean, one of the earliest Internet memes, period, was arguing on the Internet's like, you know, finishing first in the Special Olympics. You might win, but you're still mm-hmm. retarded. Well, think well, about when that's, when, when that's when that's the attitude of debate, and that's what a whole generations grew up with. Yeah, you're going to have people that say, "What the fuck's the point in debate?" And then when you have the echo chamber of the internet, what do you expect to happen? You you expect people to be open to ideas, especially when these ideal you know these ideologues that are that are out there selling their snake oil tell these people, "You're right about everything." And everybody else is wrong if they disagree with you. There's no point. There's no point in even listening to another opinion because they're wrong. Well, I guess my thing is like, th- we could fix that at school. And oh, yeah, that's a. <laughs> but 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 the internet didn't take debate out of school. Our new culture of we don't want winners and losers. Right. Took that well, out of school. I think where this looking at everything is black and white. I think part of where this comes from we. We grew up at a specific time where we're all of the age where the main form of communication of somebody that wasn't right in front of you is the telephone. It was the only form, really. You had to pick up the phone and talk to somebody, and you could have a conversation. And even though you might miss out on facial cues or or body language or something like that, there was so much there in inflection and tone and volume that there was a clear understanding of what the two parties were talking about, right? And then you, yeah. we, made, we made this transition over to have everyone having a cell phone and being able to text everyone and emails. And it was a lot of, for our generation and, and those before us, what the fuck does this mean? You know, somebody would type something out, pretty plain, but could be taken, if, depending on where you put the accent on what word, could be taken completely differently. And we had to, to fight that, and, and, and that was an annoyance. That was the reason why texting would never be as good as talking to somebody, because you, you're stripping away yet another layer of communication. When you're talking in person, you have like three layers. You have your body language, you have your, your, uh, the way that you say the words, your inflection and all that, and then you have the words themselves that you choose. Right, those are three different layers of communication when you're person to person. You strip away one for the telephone, you strip away two for the text message or email. Now you raise a generation that primarily talks through text message and email, and they don't even have a frame of reference to decide whether, well, what does this mean? It could mean one of two things. Is this person mad at me or are they joking? Do they So it's unless you put like a smiley face on there or an LOL or something, it's taken as however they want to take it. It is black and white. It Perception is reality for them in, in most forms of communication. It doesn't matter what the person meant. It matters what I read, what I felt at the time. Which is horrible because it gets us back to my feelings trump the facts. And the facts are what I perceive them to be, not what the not what right. evidence presents them to be. I mean, I, I I saw I saw a video recently of 
it looked like a guy in a bodega in New York, and there was two New York cops, and this guy's just going off, and the cops are just sitting there, and they're just kind of taking it. They're not really saying anything. Which is like talking shit to the cops. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's you know, it's to their credit, they didn't. He he wasn't breaking the law. He was just being an asshole. And you know, no matter what these little fucking oversensitive pussies want to do, being an asshole isn't illegal. So, but he got to a point where he said perception is reality, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute, no, it's not. That's a that's going to lead us back down the road of superstition and, you know, well, facts. What are those? We don't need facts. I mean, we they've already coined the term hate facts. It's entered the lexicon. And it, stop and think about that. This is this is the 21st century. We put people on the fucking moon. We have we we've created things we've sent from this planet that has that are in the Kuiper belt. And we are going, oh, well, it doesn't matter what the fuck the facts are as long as we feel this way. My perception is reality. The earth is flat. That's just my opinion. No, you're wrong. Sorry. Well, you, I, I think that's, that comes from... It's a macroaggression right there. I, that, I think that's just a, a, an unavoidable byproduct of living in the information age. Um. No way. You know, cer- certainly uh, in, in the past, and how we grew this nation was through producing. We produced goods, sold a shit ton of them, and everyone was happier. Well, not everyone, but... And now we're, we're shifting over to what products and, and money... Are, are not the primary driver. Information drives all of that shit, right? Information is the power that drives the money. The money isn't the power. And so when, when you understand that, then all information, that, that you, your information is to gain more power, right? That's what, it, that's what it's there for. You have to kind of uh, commoditize that and say, you know, we have to use this to our own advantage, right? Our business is whatever it is. Our business is getting somebody elected, you know? Um, if you're, if you're uh, what's his name, from Breitbart, and your business is not just to have a, a news site that, quote-unquote, that people click on, and that you get paid through advertisers for, you have an ultimate goal of your business is putting somebody that can achieve your agenda in the White House. And you achieve a lot of that with money, but you don't get that money without the proper information, even the basic information of how to make money, but also to use that money effectively to manipulate people into your version of the truth. So... Information isn't just uh, a book. Uh, it isn't just a book that can be read from and everything's laid out, right? It's something that's molded to fit what you want it to be. Yeah, I, I recently molded. I molded some information this week. Oh, it's great! I can, rich dude. I found out another way to read the news every day and not get agitated. Google News. You can set your news sources. I went to that. 
uh, website that I sent you guys a couple weeks ago. It's like media fact check or media bias fact check or something. I don't know the mm-hmm. thing. And I set my Google news sources to all of the least biased news sources. Now, just trust me. Every now and then, you know, something from Fox or uh, the Washington Post pops up. But I mean, it's it's nice. I can sit there and just read information. So you've filtered out websites that are known to produce content that uh, isn't always factual. Yes, like this Basically. website has gone through, and yeah, it, it, all these news sources. It's you know determined which you know bias which way they go, and it, there's a there's a list of least biased. And I just went through Google News because I had some time to kill work yesterday, right. and I just input as much of these things that aggregate right. to Google News. So. Yes, Whereas I'm, I'm more of a scab picker. Like I want the crazy shit in my newsfeed, oh, so I can, so I can be mad at it because I need that release. Yeah, no, I'm, I just want information. I just want to read things and then make my and determine my own, use my own filter, not already have something f- filtered coming at me. How it used to be, right? Well, even when you until 1987, right? Even when you may be agreeing with the premise of a story or not uh, de- debating the facts of it, when you get that whiff of, of spin on it, you're like, well, I'm just being fed a story, though, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I instantly, how I'm wired, I've just learned, like, I shut down. Go, okay, I'm getting someone's thought on how they think it should be. I don't want this. I just want to know the information. Right, um... Well, on, uh, I forget which one of Adam Carolla's shows he mentioned it on. I think it was Adam and Dr. Drew. And they were talking about the difference in reporting on Trump slinging the, uh, the paper towels to the crowd. One side, one side says that, uh, uh, well, I can't remember the terms that were used now. He's a benevolent. Oh, it was giver. at. It was the difference between at and to. That's what it was. Like Fox News reported that he threw paper towels to the Puerto Ricans, and MSNBC reported that he threw paper towels at the Puerto Ricans. Like it was dodgeball. Like they're all running out in the crowd, and he's trying to peg them. <laughs> <laughs> I got two on the same one. That counts as twenty. Yeah. See, but that's an easy bias to pick up, and that doesn't. Hey, she's holding the baby. That's an extra five points. At least for me, at least for me, that's an easy bias to pick up. So I don't really it's, worry about right. things like that. It's not always that laid out in your headline. It's absolutely right. My concern is more the fact that you you have a lot more news. I'm talking mainstream media that if they have a certain slant, they just don't cover a, sto- a certain type of story because it makes their quote unquote side look bad. Case in mm-hmm. point, the. Uh, uh, what well, it's no longer a felony to not disclose your HIV positive or full blown AIDS status before you have sex with someone in California, right? And it's it's like, why do I have to go to right wing news sources to hear the fact that this was pa- this law was passed? That the news shouldn't worry about how whether the democrats are going to like this story or not and republicans are going to like this story or not they should just report the fucking facts and it's kind of a big fucking deal 
This isn't herpes. It's not like Valtrex, you know, and you, you know, you just take it for a breakout. This is something that if you can't afford that, that ridiculously expensive cocktail, you die. Well, here's why I think, though. This is one of those stories that always reads really bad as a headline. But I, I believe, at least to me, makes a lot more sense when you dig in a little. Because it centers around the idea of being able to prove if a person knew that they were HIV positive or not. And unless they have a doctor's visit where it's on their record that they were diagnosed with that, then you have the possibility of sending a lot of people to jail just for having irresponsible sex. And... That's what wasn't really covered in the in, in any of the stories that I read about it because you're right, it was only the right that was reporting on it. it but it's also the the idea of the stories that they do pick to to run. Like, I mean, everybody has to run a story about Harvey Weinstein, right? It's the story of the last 10 days or however long it's been. Hey, what you're telling me Thursday that if you haven't uh, publicly, you know, put posted on uh, social media that you're against him, you're sexist or something? Yeah. Well, it seems that everybody has to... We're, we're still awaiting an official statement from Quentin Tarantino. We have to hear from him, too. I'm like, why? I don't... Give a, look. <laughs> Unless... Quentin Tarantino was like, you know, trying to uh, recruit girls for him or was holding somebody down or, you know, was directly involved in this. I don't need to hear from Quentin Tarantino or fucking Matt Damon or anybody else on this shit. Yeah, and it's, and here's the fucked up thing. If, let's say, oh, I don't know, someone like Ben Affleck speaks out against it. Then people go dig up everything they fucking can on Ben Affleck when he was a fucking sloppy ass, creepy drunk. Yep, and they did. Mm-hmm. And by no, the way, now the TRL thing—the the chick that he groped on TRL, supposedly—I'm I'm not seeing the video, but I'll go with what everybody said who's seen it and his own apology that he that he apparently grabbed some side boob on her, and he shouldn't have. Okay, that's one thing. But the, the other, the other one where he's being interviewed and the chick is in his lap and she's flirting with them and shit. They they contacted her and she's just some Canadian, you know, news reporter. And we're like, oh, do you have any comment? And you know, he, you were sexually harassed. And she's like, that wasn't harassment. No, that they, was. You know what that means? It that means, was planned out. Well, too, you know what that means? That means yeah, I fucked him. <laughs> that's what that means. That's uh, well, that's how I right. take it. Once again, how not to be accused of sexual harassment? Be good looking. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it it does play into that stereotype. But she flat out said, "No, that was that was a planned out, uh, I guess, bit that they were doing because it was like the Canadian TV version of like uh, what is it like? Uh, Entertainment Tonight's not a fluff thing anymore. I guess like TM TMZ. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? They were being TV flirty. They had some bit worked out. Or whatever. Yeah." And I mean, you know, it's just like in Jerry Maguire when he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I feel like Clarence Thomas. And she's like, you know, when he's drunk and, and makes a, an advance towards her and she kind of like, you know, she doesn't rebuke him, but she kind of like, whoa, hold on a sec, you're my boss. 
And he's like, oh, I feel like Clarence Thomas. She goes, well, I might not sue. See, that's what happens when you're Tom Cruise. When you're us, yeah, you can kiss your fucking 401k. Yeah. And everything else, goodbye. <laughs> Sell the house. <coughs> well, it, it's, it's so interesting. It's, it's, it's so interesting how hard the right is pushing this Harvey Weinstein story. Oh my god! Because they want to use it to denounce liberal Hollywood. They are, but they are they doing what to, the other side does all the time. They just—it's it, their turn. Well, okay, but <laughs> I'm not defending them. I'm just saying that's how it goes. Because it was—it's interesting was that it, you don't we, go gun control. It was the last turn. It, we—I don't remember reading any stories about. Uh, from the right about how Fox News has turned into a cesspool. When you have uh, what uh, Roger Ailes and they already um, think it is, and uh, and Bill O'Reilly, and there was one other guy whose name I forget, all within like the same six month period. But this one Harvey Weinstein story, which is egregious, is used to illustrate why Hillary. Another reason why Hillary is corrupt. And that she's complicit because it took her five days to have an official statement on this. Why do we need an official statement on this? Like, Why do we need to hear from Hillary, period? Yes. What the, what the fuck does it matter? We're done with her. We decided they, they that in November. They can't make up their minds. They're like, Hillary needs to go away. Unless something happens, and then we need her to comment on it. Oh, she's complicit. Last November, we went four years of this bitch? No. That's what... That's what I'm saying. It's if this was not the party that's going, she needs to go away. Why is she still in the news? She's not relevant. It's been nine months since he was, you know, sworn right. in. Get over it. And then they're bringing it, her up more than yes. the left is. <laughs> yes, it's fucking. It's gotten. It's why do we still have it, to I, read stories about Hillary that we're printing? I hate everybody. I don't know. <laughs> Did you hear that supposedly her and Bill are feuding because he read pen the fuck out of her book and she didn't change anything? So he said, apparently he just threw it in the trash. <laughs> I believe it. And they're apparently, they're apparently not talking. Oh, no. Yeah, I know, right? But, you know, are they gonna go, what are they going to do? Go back to not fucking? Yeah, yeah I know. Even, Matt Damon can't get away clean from this uh, Harvey Weinstein thing either. Even though. There's no reports of him pushing himself on anyone. No one's coming forward and saying Matt Damon's a creep who came on to me in an inappropriate way or, or grabbed or touched me. That's because he knew. It's it's yeah because yes he was he was a, your he was part of the cover up because a, your he made a movie complicitness because he was one of thousands of people that were involved in making a movie with this guy. All right. Uh, oh, let's and be also honest. the other reason he was complicit it was because. Uh, somebody put on Twitter that he was uh, he was in favor of gays in Hollywood staying in the closet, which really what he was saying was, I don't care about anyone's sexuality. I think the less you know about an actor, the more effective they are at their job. The well, less you know goes- about their their person their personal lives, who they fuck is really none of your has nothing to do with what they're doing in in their work on the screen. If you go see a movie. And you know that the the actor is gay, 
and he's playing a straight guy, you're like, oh, come on. Oh, like he'd be attracted to that woman. See, you know about the... Anyway. It's 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 more of the same of... of um, okay, when... Uh, what's his face? Tom Hardy. When they asked Tom Hardy, a reporter asked Tom Hardy flat out about his sexuality, and he said, what does it matter? I'm an actor. What does it matter what my sexuality is? How does yeah. it affect you? He was applauded. He's bi. <laughs> you know, is oh, that's so great. I and, don't you know, say no. Bring it all. But, but you know, Matt Damon basically says the same thing in in different words. And oh, well, this is horrible. And this just goes back to that bullshit that fucking you know. Oh, not caring is not good enough. Look, I yes, it fucking is. Just because I don't care if you're gay does not mean that I support your you being subjugated and being denied rights. Okay, when I say I don't care that you're gay, that means I don't want fucking video proof of you sticking it in some guy's asshole. All right, I'll take your word for it. Right. Guys, have I ever, Chris, almost 20 years have I known you, have I ever asked for any proof that you're straight? Uh, no. <laughs> so what? I don't care that you're straight. Now, if someone was to fucking start trying to take your rights away from you, based solely on the fact that you are straight, yeah, then you know what? Then there's an issue. And it, and it, it's no different than when I say, I don't care if you're gay or bi or whatever the fuck. Well, that's not enough. And it's just, it's, it's wanting your cake and eating it too. Tom Hardy says it doesn't matter, it shouldn't matter, and he's applauded and he's a hero and he's like an ally to the LGBTQ, AEIOU, sometimes Y community. But Matt Damon comes out and says it's really none of your business and it really is detrimental to an actor because you get a preconceived notion of what that actor is like simply based on what you know about their personal life. Oh, how dare he? Just, right, everybody just, everybody just shut as, the fuck up. As homo stay in the closet. Butt stuff is gross and I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> You know, it's okay. I I didn't know Neil Patrick Harris was gay when I saw him in I think it was Harold and Kumar, the first one. I knew yeah. by the second one, and I knew on rewatchings of that movie he was gay. It was not long after that movie came out that I was like, oh, he's gay, and it's not a joke. It's not he a is, bit that he's doing. He is the highlight of the second movie, no you know, doubt. <laughs> So, but I believed his character because gave that what? pussy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I believed. I believed his character in the movie because guess what? He's that good of an actor. Yeah. Fur burgers. <laughs> so well, also, it's not really that hard to play gay or straight because, <laughs> like, because there's no difference really. Unless you're you're specifically scripted as a completely flaming homo, there shouldn't there is no difference to how you play that character unless you have, you know, a love scene. Well, I mean that's and that's also the the another thing you know. I want you to play Sean Hayes gay. If you if you if is that the dude from Will and Grace? Yes. Okay, perfect example. Thank you. Now, when he had his cameo episode in uh, uh, Scrubs. He was played as a ladies' man in that fucking episode. Yes, and you believed it. Totally bought it. Totally bought it. as a, He was played as a, as a cool as a cucumber, laid back, 
don't let shit get to him. I mean, it turned out it was all a fucking, it was all a front. And that was kind of the, the point of his story arc in that episode. But that's, that's the point. It's acting. It's make-believe, okay? It's a, <sighs> stop trying to attribute real-world shit to, to what an actor does. And, and when an actor is making a comment on the craft of acting... And how he feels it's better that the less you know about his personal life, the more you accept him in whatever role you see him on screen. Stop trying to make it as he's he's trying to shove you back into the closet. I mean, come, is there a, a, a career path that does not lend itself to being homophobic more than a fucking actor in Hollywood? I mean, seriously, these today's day and times, you're homophobe and, you, and you're an actor? Yeah, how do you work with anyone in Hollywood? <laughs> exactly. I mean, Hollywood, I, I can't remember. It might have been an entourage. They said, you know, as far as, you know, gay people in the workplace and, and being out, Hollywood's 20 years ahead of most of the rest of the country. All right, so that means they're 20 years ahead of us now. It means 20 years ago they were where we're at now. So I, I, I'm sorry. If you're, if you're an extreme homophobe to the point where you can't even stand next to someone who's gay, I highly doubt that you're going to go fucking... I'm going to go into drama and be an actor. Yeah. I just don't see it. I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying it, it, it seems quite it's unlikely. It's the same thing if you're racist, too. I'm a racist. I'm going to go into rap. Yeah, or I'm, a ra- I'm just same thing. I'm a racist. I'm going to go into Hollywood. Well, this might not work out well for you if you don't like working with people who aren't, you know, white. Right. Okay. What about the then the NFL? Do you think it's possible that a coach could be mean? racist and have a team full of black players? That are we talking not anymore? As far as players or owners? I mean, either way, I guess. But I think it's easier for owners to be racist because owners don't give a fuck. Everything's a product. This is the second time right. Donald Sterling could have been useful. I think that's it. Like you could be racist and you can divide out certain black people that work for you and go, well, no, these are the good ones. These are the productive ones. These are the ones that make well, me money. Yeah, right. Exa- right. exactly. Exactly. Right. As long as as long as you're useful to them in some way, then they don't care about your race. And as long as you're not <laughs> all up in their face about your race, you know? You know <laughs> right. It's, it's like, 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 I don't care if you're gay as long as you're not flaunting it. And I mean, here's, you know, I, I understand that this is a little puritanical of me, and I do have a, 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 a streak of that running through me about some things, but I don't want anybody shoving their sexuality into my face unless I ask for it. Exactly. Just I'm just not interested. I, yeah, I don't... I don't want to know what you do in the bedroom with your wife or girlfriend or boyfriend right. or and whatever the fuck. Here's, right, a, here's a new I stance. Don't, I don't care. And I, like, I, as long I, as it's not a child. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. You can eat fucking animal. I don't give a shit. I've never been shy about, you know, a little shop talk with the boys when you're talking about experiences or, you know, some tips or tricks or whatever the fuck you talk about. But I've never been like, oh, did you bang that chick last night? Tell me about it. Was she good? Like, I don't, I don't need to know the daily, you know. <laughs> Think of an undercover brother right now. We oh, talked about it. You had sex with her? <laughs> oh, you had sex with a white like, girl. How are the nipples? Were they little and pink? <laughs> was, it, 
was it was it everything I thought it would be? Yeah. <laughs> First, to study white she devil, I brushed her hair. Yeah. Then I asked her a series of questions, and then I brushed her hair again. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that movie. That's movie really so underrated. Thank you, thank you. I, I think it's because it came up. Too many people wrote it off as a is a is a black exploitation version of Austin Powers. But I mean, it 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 fucking skewed it sort of skewed skewed everybody. Dude, it's got Eddie Griffin and Dave Chappelle. That's all you need to know. Yeah, right before Chappelle's. I mean, literally like months before Chappelle's show hit the air. I mean, I I think it was like come out what two thousand two, late two thousand two, two thousand three. Yeah. Chappelle's show come out like months later, so I don't know why that movie wasn't bigger. I just I don't get it. But sorry, sidetracked us. Well, that's all right. You know, speaking of uh, sex and gender, there's Uh-oh. two stories that I want to talk about. Uh, California passed a, a law making it illegal to misgender somebody. Which is something that we've already known is in place in Canada. Well, I guess what I want to know is, like, we brought, we talked about it in Canada and whatever. Well, now that it's in our backyard, I guess I'm concerned. How do you regulate this? How do you enforce this? How do you police yeah. this? See, this is, this is okay, this debate I had with a friend about this was, this is legislating manners. Because she goes, well, what if they ask you politely to refer to them by Zer or Z or whatever? And I said, what if I don't want to play pretend? What if you ask me politely to refer to you as Queen Elizabeth? But I'm grounded in reality and realize you're not. So I'm not going to fucking play into your mental fucking disorder that, or, or, or bullshit game you're trying to play with me to prove a point. Because I'm sorry, man. I, guys... I don't give a fuck. I fully embrace it at this point. We are our parents. Get off my fucking lawn. Shut up. You're 18. You don't know shit about shit and pull up your pants. All right? <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking tired of this. So much of this fucking... I, my pronouns are them and they and Zer and Z and all that. No. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's you read it on the internet. You think it's cool. And you're doing it because you stupid fucking cunts when you're 30 years old aren't going to be walking around calling yourself Zer and Z. All right. My major beef. My major beef with this is I don't understand what the end game with any type of legislation like this is. Now we have legislation that looks to curb behavior in our country, and we see examples of that. I mean, just in cigarette taxes, California being amongst the highest, and they look at as well. You know, we tax this behavior, and we see less of it happen, and that's good because it keeps our people healthy, so we're going to keep doing that. But you can't police thought in the same way. What is your endgame with legislation on how to address somebody else? Because it's to you're, you're, not going to, you're not going to change anybody's mind, right? It's, it's, it's not like, well, of- if we just make them repeatedly do this... Uh, and and address people properly that they will ju- it'll just come second nature and they'll just start becoming accepting open people. And how it's com- to get it's to get rid of free speech and it's to install compelled speech. Bottom line. And how come when and, they did this with the bathrooms, everyone got outraged? Right. If you use the wrong bathroom, can it- I be fined for calling you a bitch? If we were in California right now and I said quit being a bitch, is that misgendering you? 
I think so. Oh, bitch is just a pejorative. This is I mean, why don't be a bitch. But it's this all pejorative. It's all pejorative. If you if you say address me as they and I say he, then I'm using that as a pejorative. I'm assigning uh, a, a gender to you that you don't want. This is why, even though I agree with John Oliver about quite a bit of what he says and what he talks about on the show, mm-hmm. I. I, the infamous I sprained my eyes I rolled them so hard at his argument against the slippery slope so-called fallacy because this is how shit works you don't people who go you can't use a slippery slope argument oh why because it proves you wrong yeah so that's like saying if we're gonna have if we're gonna have a gunfight I'm gonna come over and take the bullets out of your gun because they might hurt me but I, I can still use them it, the slippery slope arguments are are really hard to apply to societal behavior, and that's where you usually fall short. When you're talking about laws, exactly, it's Thank a completely you. different thing. It's the same thing as the Constitution, the Bible, whatever document you want to hold sacred. It can be interpreted in many different ways, and you may use it to you to interpret it to your beliefs and somebody else does the same and has beliefs that are opposite of yours so that it's like creating a tool right and any tool can be used as a weapon it just depends on the hands wielding it you know it's just and like you, and you create this 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 hammer of a law that you want to bludgeon people that you think are you know backwards thinking troglodytes and and not think about who else that hammer is going to be hit? It might be you one day. You know, it, it, t- to me, it's w- once it starts, and, w- and and this is and they backdoored it in. This is the beauty of it because they backdoored it in through some place where I don't think this is an issue. All right, uh, it, it was, it was, it was. Uh, what is it? It's called the Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Long-Term Care Facility Residence Bill of Rights. And it punishes healthcare workers who refer to elderly transgenders by their true sex. Is, I'm that's sorry. A, that's an interesting choice of words. Is that that's a mouthful. No, but, but I mean, their true sex? What if they have dementia and they don't know? I, I, I don't... I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but are you are you quoting from the law? Or are you I'm, are you I'm afraid? I'm their true sex, huh? Oh, excuse okay. me. I'm quoting from the article. Oh, okay. I'm quoting, the, I'm quoting from the article, but the, I'm curious now because that's a, that's a very interesting choice of words. It seems biased. But do you see what I'm saying? Are you telling yeah. me? That there is such an epidemic in senior homes and assisted living homes in the state of California of transgendered people being disrespectful that they need to go out and make a law about it? Are you fucking serious? Well, look, if this is a problem, I don't see how a law solves it. Okay, but first of all, I'm really tired of people going, well, if... Okay, there's too many ifs in these sentences. Show me the facts. Give me something real that proves this is an issue. Okay, and is legislating language is the last, and I mean absolute very last option 
Why is it the first to so many people these days? Because they don't care. Because it's not affecting them. And the right. sad part is, when it does get to around to affecting them, they're going to sit and they're going to piss their little panties and they're going to cry and moan and bitch and complain. And all the, all the rest of us are going to do is sit back, light a cigarette and go, tried to tell you stupid, but you didn't want to listen to us. Welcome to the suck. Hope you enjoy it. Because it's just, I, I cannot believe this is that big of an epidemic that a law needed to be passed no. that went to this extreme right out of the gate. I think a, a lot of, I doubt this is the, the last insane law that we're going to see passed in this manner that tries to regulate thought and behavior in this fashion, but a lot of this, uh, they're just, they're gold star achievements, right? They're, they're nothing. The, somebody gets to walk around all day with a gold star on their forehead and be applauded as a hero, and it's not going to change anything. We're probably not going to see a lot of people fined. I mean, like, I understand the consequences are fine if you can't pay the fine, possible jail time. That is in a lot of laws. So, like, if you actually read the law in in your in your state or what have you, and and looked at the, the number of things that could put you behind bars, it's kind of insane. And a lot of times it just it doesn't come to that. And I doubt we'll see a case that that comes to that point where somebody is jailed in California for this unless they are making some sort of political statement where they're refusing to pay and it becomes a tug of war where uh you know one individual is standing up for his right to say and think whatever he wants in the state trying to uh, basically jail the person into submission. But in most cases, I think we're, we're going to see it's, just, it's a clap on the back for somebody. It's an achievement that is completely meaningless. The problem Although is... The problem it, is a snowballing effect. Yes, and the other problem and, is, once again, it's a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. It's like the whole transgendered laws... I guarantee you, in my 40 years, I've sat in a stall taking a shit next to someone who's been transgendered at least once, and I probably didn't know it. All right? And, and what, was, what, was, what was the fear-mongering from the right? Oh, my God, pedophiles are going to throw on a fucking dress and go in and, and take pictures of my little girl's, you know, naughty bits. And it's like, get the fuck out of here. Come on, seriously? Dude. There's a world of difference between someone who's transitioned and someone who fucking looks like me and throws on a dress. All right. I mean... But okay. Don't, look, don't act like every every trans person out there it looks like a, a really bad version of a drag show. Right. Like but a comedic in, version of one. It feeds into a lot of people's personal narratives of, of, the, of transgender people being degenerates. In the same way... That I mean, we're still not overcoming that perception for homosexuals in this country. I, we still have senators that are like, "Oh, you allow gay, you allow a man to marry a man. Well, then he can marry a dog and his mailbox." So what? And, How about that? Right. So what, Senator? <laughs> so yeah. the fuck? What? How and, does that affect you? Right. <laughs> 
Just because I don't agree with them trying to legislate politeness and language doesn't mean I think that a transgendered person is, uh, uh, what what did you call it? Um, A degenerate? Yeah. It has nothing to do. It has nothing to do. One has nothing to do with the other, and that's the problem. Is that people hear what hear? Some people would hear what I said and go, "Oh, he's attacking transgender people." No, yeah. no, I'm attacking the fucking lawmakers who are passing more laws that take more freedoms away from us that aren't fucking needed. Right. right? It, it's it's like the, the mommy. It's the mommy daddy state mentality that I don't fucking like. It yeah. has nothing to do with you being transgendered. You narcissistic, self-centered fucks. There, now it's, it's now it's about you. <laughs> but it still ain't it's, about you being transgendered. Right. It's just running up a flag. I mean, it's the same way that your right right wingers criticize this type of behavior, but they do the exact same type of shit with the flag, the literal flag. The American flag, they run it up, and if somebody doesn't act properly, they're un American. And there's a lot of people on the left that are running up their proverbial flags of of being pro whatever minority group is your cause de jour and if you don't salute that fucking thing then you're a racist a homophobe a bigot or what, I don't what under- have you i don't understand how players taking a knee during a national anthem is disrespecting the troops the dead troops and america when rosa parks refused to move from the front to the back of the bus she wasn't protesting the bus <laughs> yeah. Okay, I don't this, understand this the sucks. correlation. Backseat sucks. Sit them here. Yeah. The front no seats suspension. are way more comfortable. There's no more, there's no suspension back there. I'm being bounced around. Fuck yeah. that. I don't want to ride back yeah. there. No, it's so people drawing that correlation are fucking idiots anyways. They're they're trying to they're trying to play a game and and change the conversation because they don't want to talk about what they're taking a knee for, which is racial injustice as far as the legal system goes, particularly towards, or particularly at, particularly, Jesus fucking God. I take some more cold medication. There you go. You'll be <laughs> higher. Um, it, it, towards police officers and, and their treatment of, I guess, non, persons of color. I still, I'm sorry. That still sounds like we're one step away from saying colored people, but I know, right? Yeah. I brought that up the other day. To Mandy, after oh. a couple of bottles of wine. It's an interesting and, conversation. And on top of it, it's another misnomer because we're all some sort of color. I just but said, yeah. why can't you say colored people, but you can say people of color? Like, well, give it, I give this uh, term another four or five years before it's considered derogatory because so many people would be saying person of color. <laughs> it's all in how you say it. You say it like that enough times. But no, like, I, you know, one time Negro is essential. Hey, Negro, come over here. Shine my shoes. Racist. Yeah. But I mean, it's it, where the where the 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 hardcore America folks draw that correlation. I look at them and go, "You're stupid." That one literally has nothing to do with the other. You are mm-hmm. you. Are, what you're doing is you're planting bushes to go beat around. Right. Well, That's you know what, what you're I, doing. I think they're taking I, it's taking ownership of the country is what they're trying to do, saying that you know there's only 
there's a select group of people that are pure American in this country, and there's a lot of other people who aren't. Yeah, they're on reservations, and they own casinos. <laughs> yeah. and Do we, we want to put why, that hard truth in there? I, I'm sure you guys know, but there was one of the players was talking about institutionalized racism. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to remember what else he was talking about. It was in in uh, direct reference to you know kneeling or any like uh, act of solidarity other than standing and putting your hand on your on your heart during the national anthem. And I heard a lot of criticism of this this player because, like, well, first of all, you're probably getting paid, I don't know, millions of dollars to do your job, and life seems to be pretty good to you. And and also the idea that the NFL can't be racist because they hire so many, many, many black people, but we've talked about that one as well. But I kind of understood it because the, the idea that this is part of institutionalized racism is because the people who are saying that, that if you don't stand for the national anthem, if you don't salute the flag, if you don't whatever, if you don't do things their way, you're not a quote-unquote real American. You're not a true patriot. That there are... Well, there's a group of people in this country that are pure, true patriots, and they all seem to be white as fuck. I think that's the type of institutionalized racism that he's talking about. The people who are saying that uh, that there's only one way to to act, there's only one way to love your country, and that's unabashedly. I don't. I don't, I, I don't uh, hear that out of that type of ownership of the country from other minorities. You know, and, it's I, call a, it's it, and I say minority not just because I'm classifying them as white, but specifically these ultra-patriot white. They're all mix of Europeans that came over here? You know, it's, it's too bad years because ago. it's too bad that these super-patriot, ultra-patriot right-wingers don't have this type, that have this um, uh, 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 shit. Unconditional love for their yes. country. Don't have un- the same type of unconditional love for their fellow man. I know, right? Yeah. They, they, they only reserve it for fucking Ted Nugent, guns, uh, their country, the flag, and maybe a pickup truck. Hey, that's I the love only thing black that gets people. Love. I love black, I love people. black I'd people. I'd love them to stay over there in that county. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, when it comes to, you know, oh, well, hey, since you're so pro-America, you don't want, you don't want refugees, you don't want... Immigrants, you want to slow immigration to a trickle. You want to make it even harder to make it uh, to become a legal immigrant. Then I guess you won't mind if we help our fellow countrymen. You know, people who can't afford health care, people who maybe need a hand up instead of you know not a handout necessarily a hand up. Oh no, fuck that! I don't want my money going towards that. Well, what happened to all this unconditional love? What's up, John Lennon? I thought I thought it was fucking you know. Yeah, we're just talking was, about helping out Americans. Yeah, I'm not talking about sending this this money over to other countries. We hey, we can still brown, bomb brown people. Don't worry, our country's never going to stop that until we're no longer a world power. But you know, shouldn't we take care of our own people? You know, the Americans who live in the country that you unconditionally love. 
and it, that's what oh, it's. You know what it is? I am so sick of the culture wars of the left and the right. Mm-hmm. I have fucking their bullshit culture war fatigues. Stop it! Just shut the fuck up, people, with your bullshit and your nonsense, because this gets us nowhere. That. We've talked about, oh, God, on Sporgy, we've talked about it endlessly, this whole kneeling thing. Here's what Chris and I talked about earlier this week. No one's talking about why Colin Kaepernick first took a knee anymore. That is completely lost in the conversation. Now the conversation is, is it disrespectful for players to take a knee? Are they disrespecting the flag or the country or America or whatever the fuck? And it's like, look, this isn't what the fuck that was. this was brought up for. At no point was was this to shame America. First of all, taking a knee in football is what you do when a when a fellow player, whether he's on your team or not, is injured on the field. Yeah, he didn't flip at the bird. Yeah, all right. It's no different than flying the flag upside down. And ti- it's no it's no different than flying a flag upside down in times of crisis. It's more and, respectful and, than making it into a bumper sticker and putting it on the back well, of your t- rusted Ford F-150. And we probably talked about it here. We're probably on Sporty too. Like, all you religious people who also seem to have this fervent love for the flag, kneeling is the ultimate sign of respect and religion, at least in the Judeo-Christian yes, circles. Like, I, that's what I don't get. You're not disrespect. You're, you're technically paying it more respect if you're kneeling. I think Muslims kneel even more. I know, right? They said, fuck it, we'll go both knees. And, fuck that, we'll, we'll prostrate our entire body. Yeah. Take that, white people. It's just it's your one knee, that's cute. <laughs> it, 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 nothing, I'm so tired of nothing getting solved, there being no resolution, and... So many people seeming to be happy with that. They just, it's like, just okay, being, it's yeah, like, we're it's, just reveling in the argument, the fight itself, and not really interested in a solution. Exactly. And if that's the case, I just wish these people would be honest so we can go, okay, now you go over there because we know you're not, you're not part of the problem solving crew. You, you, we'll, we'll find a use for you. You can be a useful idiot to us. We'll figure out a way. Just go sit over there and argue amongst yourselves until we need you. Leave us the fuck out of it and let us start trying to solve these problems. Yeah. You know, because I, it turns it turns into bullshit. It turns into like that video that, that I, I don't know which one of you guys sent it, but those Berkeley students who walked in and basically, you know... It's 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 horrible and it's 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 oppression and my people are dying because I can't take my test home to take it and it's like what the fuck are you talking about Yeah, how the fuck does that what what you basically want to take your test home so you can do an open book or these days you know I guess fact check the on the internet test and that's some, somehow that's saving your people what the fuck being, are you, that, that's being forced it, to take a hate test yeah. Yeah, and I loved that video, and it gave me so much hope that that one guy in the audience or in the, in the class was like, <laughs> shut up or be quiet or something. And they said, you know, you sit there with your white privilege taking your racist test, and, you, and, and we're dying. And he goes, you're not dying, and I'm not doing anything but trying to take my test, and you're interrupting that. And that's exactly what needs to happen. Tell these people the fucking truth, because they don't either... 
either they know that they're bullshitting and they're trying to get away with something. We all know that happens. That is the, that is when people go, there's no such thing as a race card. No. People just misuse that term. The race card is when you pull something out and you're trying to get over on somebody. It's the, it's it's like saying pulling out my trump card. That's just another way of saying the same thing. It's just, oh, well, I'll throw some I'll throw some guilt at them, and if they're prone to white guilt, then they'll give in to me. I've been accused of being a racist uh, a few times working retail, just because you're talking to somebody that's not the same color as you, and you have to tell them, "No, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that return," or you know, some just whatever their ridiculous request might be. And when they can't win the argument. Well, you must be racist against me. Dude, last night I stood down with not getting refunded on a couple things because the clerk was a black chick. And I was like, ah, no, it's, it's the end of the week. It's Friday. <laughs> I don't have this in me. Like, we're in this new crazy climate. Like, no. Like, whatever. Fine. I lost 70 bucks. I don't care. Fine. I, I, <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have people constantly at my job call and try to haggle price with me. And I go... No. <laughs> this ain't a negotiation. This is a menu. There are price points. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I never can, heard of somebody haggling over food. Oh, like, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it exists. I, had, I, I literally had two, I had two young guys come in two weeks ago, and they said, uh, how much for this item? And I told them, and they go, ooh, man, that's really steep. And I'm like, I'm sorry I don't set the prices. All right. Well, how much for that? And if I add this and this, and I told them, and they're like, "Oh, oh, no, no, no. We're going to go to another. We're going to go to another food place." All right, free market. Go ahead. See you. Bye. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, I felt like I felt like uh, Powers Booth in, in Tombstone. Well, bye. Go on later. I don't care. It does not bother me. But don't sit here. You don't walk into McDonald's and start arguing over the price of a Big Mac. So why the fuck do you think you're going to call up where I work? and start arguing over the price of what we sell. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. On, on top of that, I automatically give everybody, except for the most problem customers, as discounted of a coupon price as I can. If you call up and, 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 and show your ass to me and start making crazy accusations, you know, you're racist or you, you, you're hateful or whatever, you're paying full fucking price. Sorry. Imagine going into Best Buy, just being like, ooh, yeah, no. Can you hook me up? No. You can go to fucking... You you can get... uh, Sometimes they'll throw something in. Yeah, but still, like, it's... Isn't it... It's non-negotiable. This is not the fucking market. You know, this isn't the fucking flea market. When 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 you go to... A steak, a steakhouse. You do not sit down and start bargaining the price of your steak. <laughs> hey man, why don't you get, let me get this two pound steak for the one pound price? Come on. You know, you you come in, you look at the price, you decide whether you want to pay it or not. And that's the end of it. This is not a used car lot, <laughs> and I just don't. And 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 for and for people to come in and do that, and now it's like. The fir- instead of once again, instead of being the last resort, is to throw out. Well, you're racist. It's the first fucking volley they throw at you. And I just sit back and go, prices are racist. 
Okay, I'll send them to sensitivity training. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. We we got off the uh, the gender issue, but I, I wanted to talk about the decision of, uh, of the Boy Scouts this week as well. That they are now accepting females, girls, into their organization. Why? Was it that again? I think this kind of goes into what we were kind of talking about before. Is it was there that big of an outcry? Is um, it? I mean, how big is that big? How big does it need to be to be an issue? Here's where the issue is. I don't care how big or how small of the outcry is. If the Boy Scouts allow girls in, then what they need to do is they need to dissolve the Girl Scouts and dissolve the Boy Scouts and just have Scouts. Yeah, absolutely. But if if they if they let if they allow girls into the Boy Scouts and they don't return the favor, then then there's a fucking issue in my mind because then then that's not a matter of well we all want our children to learn the same skills, regardless of gender, then it is, well, girls got, you know, they're different. They need their own little thing. But boys, they got to share everything with with all these girls. But no, bullshit. Sorry. Uh-uh. If you're going to push for all this fucking gender equality and gender neutral shit and gender's a social construct, then then go whole hog and don't be a hypocrite or just admit that you just want to do this because it pisses people off. Yeah. It's, it, it's got to go both ways. If, if your goal is inclusiveness, which you're saying it is, it should go both ways. And on top of that, the term scout, if there's a girl scouts and a boy scout, that's a gender neutral term. So if they just did get rid of, girl and boy in front of it and call it scouts. Right. Well, I, I think the the biggest reason for this is because you have two really different organizations. And a boy scout, if he sticks with it, well, you go from Cub Scout to Boy Scout to then Eagle Scout. Very you few Cub Scout, stick- Weeblos, Boy Scout, and then Eagle Scout if you yeah do everything right. All right. And, and this perception of uh, Boy Scouts are sculpting the future leaders of America. And Girl Scouts is like, she sold the most cookies. Yay. Yeah, but They're they're, they're really different organizations, and if you want, uh, there's different things that you're going to get out of each one of those organizations, and they they're not gender exclusive. That you know, there are going to be boys that are more. Uh, the what the Girl Scouts are doing is more appealing to them, regardless of how they identify in their own personal gender, and vice versa. Uh, clearly, well, there are girls that are interested in actually being in an organization that can get them to that level of Eagle Scout. Maybe they want to be—I don't know—a politician or what have you. They want to be uh, one of the future leaders of America. The Girl Scouts is not going to provide that to the same degree. Well, here's 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 a better solution. Instead of shitting all over fucking the, the 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 organization and trying to force change where maybe it's not welcome, why don't they just offer the exact same skill sets to be taught to the Girl Scouts that they do the boys and the Boy Scouts? Why don't they have Eagle Scouts in the Girl Scouts? Well, well, it is interesting that there still would be some separation of the girls that are invo- involved in Boy Scouts. 
they're going to be accepted into an organization as members, but they are going to be treated differently inside that organization. It's unavoidable. I mean, it's like if if you just because you let a girl onto the football team doesn't mean that she showers with the boys. Yeah, but I mean, to me, the, another the, hate fact. To me, this is just this is all nonsense. This is an example of people going. How dare you have a boys-only thing? So we're going to fucking crowbar our way through the door, and we're going to do it because we're trying to prove a point, and we're pushing an agenda. When really, the the true if if they really care about this about their their girls learning the same skills as the boys, their beef should be with the Girl Scouts not offering the same skill yeah. sets being taught. That's a, that's a valid point. You know, I mean, look, I was, a, I was, I was a. But in the Cub meantime, Scout. did we? But in, just real quick, in the meantime, did we punish the girls for, because they don't have that available to them in the Girl Scouts? I don't know. There's no I, answer to. There's no clear answer. To that it's just a thought. I mean, I, sorry to interrupt. Here's, I mean, I was, I was a Cub Scout for one year. I was, uh, unfortunately, in the in the, the wee blows. They really need to do something about that name. I know, <laughs> I know right? <laughs> and I was I was a Boy Scout for one year because that's how when you go Cub Scouts, you go Weeblows, and that's kind of the transition from Cub Scouts to Boy Scouts, and then you're a Boy Scout once you reach a certain age. In the three years I was in, that's was last year of Cub Scouts, one year Weeblows, one year as a Boy Scouts. There were female scout leaders. It was not that big of a deal, and this was. Oh my God! The horrible '80s when you could say the word "fag" and get away with it. You could play "smear the queer" without being a hate-filled asshole, you know. So, in the backwards dinosaur roaming the land time of the 1980s, we had female scout leaders. All right, it, it's 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 people pushing an agenda. They don't really care. And the sad part is that there are girls out there who are like, yeah, I want to learn a lot of what the Boy Scouts teach and the Girl Scouts don't. And the people pushing the agenda don't give a fuck about them no more than they give a fuck about the people they're pissing. They, the, only, the only people they care about is people they're pissing off because that is their ultimate goal. Ha ha. And they're going to rub it in their face. It, it's pettiness. It's childish and it's petty. You want to hear some more pettiness? The Girl Scouts take on it? Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Uh, that, from ABC News, because uh, they were on, I think, Good Morning America, or whatever their morning show. It says, <laughs> the Girl Scouts say that the Boy Scouts' house is on fire. Uh, they told ABC News in a statement, instead of addressing systemic issues of continuing sexual assault, financial mismanagement, and deficient programming, BSA senior management wants to add an accelerant to the house fire by admitting girls, or recruiting girls. Yeah, that they're they're asking for trouble by not uh, fixing situations in their organization. Adding girls to this is just going to uh, just going to make things worse, possibly. Well, you know, I we were we were joking about it in the in the pre-show talk, but I mean, you have people who like to paint this picture that the Boy Scouts is nothing but. An all-you-can-molest buffet for child molesters, you know, to go be scout leaders, and then boom, it gives them instant access, you know. Uh, well, if you throw girls in there, then if you want to molest little girls to the little boys, boom, it's come on in, 
But you can you can you can have the the surf and the turf. Come on in. Welcome to the buffet. I mean, because and, and here's be all inclusive here, Rich. I think there's going to be some gentlemen that are open to molesting both boys and girls. Well, that's true. That's that's what I'm saying. Those are people that will get the surf and turf. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it's it, but that, that's the problem is that a lot of the people who and and the the blowback and the people who bristle at the Boy Scouts and like to point the finger and go look at all the molestation issues and stuff are the same people who are now standing up, stomping their feet, lighting a match, and clapping for forcing girls into the Boy Scouts. Why is that? It's, we're back to the self-righteous Olympics again, man. They can always just come... It seems like the last year, it all just comes back to that. Is a lot of, lot of whitey, lot of white people trying to feel good about themselves. I feel better about myself than you, because I did this. I mean, and here's the thing. I have no issue with... I think a lot of what I learned in Boy Scouts was bullshit. Some of it was useful. I have no issue with anybody learning those skills, any child that wants to join learning those skills. My issue is don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. You're not doing this because you're worried about little girls not learning something little boys are. You're doing this to be an asshole, to be that that annoying cut on the roof of your mouth that if you could just stop tonguing it would fucking, it would heal. But you can't stop fucking with it. You want to be the hangnail on our hand. Because that's what you that's what gets these people off. It doesn't matter. And the sad part, once again, the sad part is the people who, the girls and, and the girls' families who really want to learn these skills are just pawns in these people's games. Because once, they, once they're in there, these people who were fighting for this shit, I doubt they're going to fucking line up to volunteer to, to, to be a, a scout leader. I doubt they're going to volunteer to take kids camping and teach them all this stuff. I'm surprised we don't have people protesting that both of these organizations exist. Don't force your gender pronouns on these kids. I've heard it, but I've heard it from a very tiny group of people. So tiny that even the news hasn't picked up on it yet. It's- yeah, but I do agree with you, Rich, that we should just combine it into one organization we should just have scouts you know and I, under- and I understand that there's going to be a just a period of adjustment i mean obviously if you are in boy scouts and you have a bunch of boys together you don't worry as much about putting them all in the same tent as you do a bunch of 12 13 year old boys and girls and leaving them alone all night. Yeah. And and that's not to say that 12 and 13-year-old kids, you know, can't be trusted. It's just, Jesus Christ. No, that's, that's, the age when the, that's, what, that's the age when the, well, <laughs> that's the age when the hormones start, and it's like, hey, and you're going to tell me that, that eventually, what happens the first time some fucking 13-year-old Boy Scout knocks up a flip 13-year-old Girl Scout? All hell will break loose. And then everybody on the right's going to go, see, this is what we were afraid of. Now, are they still going to call them Boy Scouts if they're girls? Yeah, I guess they're just if, scouts. At scouts? Point. Well, that's, shit, half the time that's what they called us anyways. Yeah. They never, they never told it. Was, it. it wasn't like gather around, Boy Scouts. It was any scouts. Yep. It's exactly. Exactly. The only, the only time they made a, a, a point to call us anything before saying scouts was as Cub Scouts. And that was because they were, 
it, it was it's it's kind of it's like a paramilitary organization. You're, there's enlisted people, and then there's NCOs, and then there's senior NCOs as far as the enlisted people go. You know, and Cub Scouts is like private to Lance Corporal, Corporal to you know Staff Sergeant is your Boy Scouts, and then the Eagle Scouts are like your senior NCOs. You know, your Sergeant Majors and shit. So I mean, you know. That's the only time they designated any word or used any word to designate a difference between us before Scout was Cub Scouts. So I, Cubs could be male or female. Problem solved there, too. Integrate them. Bring the Girl Scout cookies. Bring You know what? It's way Why better the than fuck? the popcorn that the Boy Scouts what? have to sell. Ain't that the goddamn truth? And, and why is it a bad? And here's the other thing: anybody who's going, I don't want my son to learn what they learn in the Girl Scouts. Why? Learn how to make money. I mean, if there's if there's something, okay, I don't know what they teach in the Girl Scouts, but if there's something along the lines of like, that'd be a good wife. Well, I mean, then get rid of that shit, anyways. <laughs> that shit's stupid. They show him a picture of a kitchen. Teach him how I mean, to use a washing machine. But I mean, if there is something involved, like you know. Some some element of a of a home ec type thing. Why the fuck do you not want boys to learn that? My sister was in Girl Scouts, and they seemed to kind of do like the same kind of shit the Boy Scouts did. Every now and then there was you know the, some 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 femininity tossed in there, I guess, with some of the things they did. But I mean, they still went out on like camping trips and shit. Yeah, I mean, and and like I said. It's like home ec. Why? Why was home ec ever seen as something f- divided by what gender should go there and belongs there? Shouldn't everybody know how to cook? Yeah. Shouldn't everybody know how to take care of of of, of a house? I mean, especially since we're now <laughs> the generation after us, the millennials aren't getting married. I mean, it's going to be a lot more single people. Shouldn't you know how to cook for yourself? Take care of your own self. Fix things. I mean, you know, maybe maybe I'm a dinosaur, but to me, if there's a little bit of a rip in the underarm of a shirt, you don't throw it away if you know how to sew. Or for me, you just wear it, and then your girlfriend goes, "Why do you still have that?" I don't know. <laughs> I've had it since I was 15. It's yeah. vintage, baby. It's vintage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know how much money a Kardashian would pay for this Slayer shirt? <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to talk some conspiracy theory shit? Sure. Why the because fuck not? The, this is going to be the next decade's worth of uh, of conspiracy theory, my prediction, because uh, of this supposed six-minute gap in the uh, Las Vegas shooting. Have you guys followed this at all? No. The, the, original, the original narrative it. The original narrative on this was that uh, there was... Um, well, how did... Shit, what was the original story? I can't even keep it straight now. So there was a security guard that was shot in Las Vegas, and then there was obviously the bunch of people that were attending the concert. And it was believed that the that he the security guard was shot after like that was kind of the the culmination. Like there were shots being fired, the security guard who was going to check on something else maybe heard the shots or something, approached the door. The guy had cameras on the hallway so he could see him coming and shot him through the door. Right. Then we find out that the security guard got shot 
prior to that. So he saw the security guard coming, shot him, then started shooting out the window. Then there was this six-minute gap that has appeared in the narrative and now being uh, the Las Vegas police have taken it back and saying that, that it didn't exist. The six-minute gap being the time between when the security guard was shot and when the hotel called the police. So there's this... It, it leaves open for this idea that there was... That somebody was trying to cover this up. I mean, the idea that the hotel was maybe trying to handle this and didn't understand the uh, how extreme the situation was at the time is probably your your more reasonable explanation for why there may have been a gap, whether it existed or not. But there's a a lot of people that seem to believe that there is that they want there to be some agenda behind the shooting whether it's I guess, whether it's whether it's for the, uh, their own personal political gain it suits some narrative that that pushes that you know whether this guy was possibly tied to ISIS or Antifa or what have you or whether this was another one of these uh um I guess that's my question. What's their end game? If if you're a conspiracy nut with this, what it, what how does this end for you? What did what are you hoping happened? It's rhetorical. Well, I guess, I'm not asking you. Yeah, I mean, there's two flavors that you get though of conspiracy theories, and and your main flavor is is just anti-government in general. That your own government was complicit in this. They wanted somebody in the deep state planted this guy in order to try and get some gun legislation in, uh, uh, or something like that. But See, there, there's a more popular... way my brain works. Is this an anti-Trump guy because of the concert he chose to attack? Right. Well, there's certainly a lot of people saying that that's why this was a liberal. Uh, uh, this is a problem with the the extreme left wing of, of the liberal party. That um, <clears throat> well, he's a rich white this guy, guy was that so, this guy I mean, was radicalized by the left. And specifically, even though we know that... He was a rich white property owner. He, probably not. Right, probably not. And also, he, it seems like he, he could have just as easily shot up a Lollapalooza concert. And then we'll, would we be having the opposite argument? that uh, This was some right-wing nut that wanted to kill a bunch of liberals? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, nobody can say for sure. But my gut feeling on this is it's neither that there wasn't a, any sort of political motivation for what he was doing at all. I mean, first of all, if you're if you want to make that statement, wouldn't you like write it down somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> you know, have something that says like this is why I'm doing this. If you're doing this to if if you're going to commit a heinous act like this and think that it's it's going to be for the greater good that it's going to change something. I think you want to make that message as clear as possible. Whereas if you're just crazy, like your daddy was, yeah, why can't we just then, have that? Then maybe that's the the only explanation that you're going to get. What happened to good old because, fashioned crazy? Because using first of all, oh, that's why crazy is pejorative now. <clears throat> using the he's he's crazy 
he's a lone wolf nut nutbag. That's giving him an excuse. That's white privilege taking over. We have to call him a terrorist. Oh, okay. right. Well, yeah, yeah, once again, pettiness. Okay, fine. He's a terrorist. Now what? did what? you win? What yeah. did you win? Yeah. Nothing. 58 people alive now because we called him a terrorist? Well, right. I so, mean, you can, you can call him a terrorist and you can find a definition that fits that, but there's a difference between that and your government referring to him as a terrorist because the government does have a very specific def- definition of terrorism and how they respond to it. And it involves some somebody from a foreign power, or uh, you know, or can be anti-government power that is trying to achieve some goal. Well, I'll tell you what: when uh, uh, homeboy who shot up the Republican softball game, when it turned out that he definitely was a left-leaning person. He was mad at Republicans, yeah, definitely. Exactly. And he started being called a terrorist. Boy, did I hear pushback from people on the left. Wait a minute. He's not a terrorist. We can't be terrorists. We're fighting for equality. We can't be terrorists. He's just a nutbag. Oh, so when it's your side that does the shooting, we can't call him a terrorist because that's hate speech. And they're not, and and they're not somehow attached to you. Yet, if he had had a bunch of fucking uh, NRA stickers on his car and uh, a "Make America Great Again" hat, then he's automatically a terrorist. And to not call him that is white privilege. Mm-hmm. Hmm. No, it's it's so, everybody. It's well worn carpet to quote you, Rich. Everybody just always it, they're going to shift it they're going to mold it to fit their narrative and I, I, how have we not figured this out as a group like there's just still i don't get it like because we figured it out chris but it's just like so many other things that we go through in this country every day that we look at and we go well we know that's bullshit but we've all agreed with this unwritten contract in society to just nod and go mm-hmm that's the truth mm-hmm but we all know it's a bullshit lie. Look, it's like I, I hate crime. If I kill you, I obviously hated you. Do we really need to try to figure out the intent of what was going through the person's mind? No. Mm-hmm. Charge them with murder, and depending on what state they're in, throw them in jail for life or execute them. Yeah, do, we really need to, do we really need to bring the federal government in to bring civil rights violations against this person, they're going to jail if they're convicted forever. Yeah. Killing someone's pretty universal sign of hate. Right. You know, and on the opposite side of that, if this guy, if this shooter had turned out to be Muslim, there would be no more questions. We wouldn't need to read stories about his personal life, hear from his family, talk about how he seemed like a normal dude. We'd go, oh, I mean, these reasons are obvious. He's Muslim. He's a terrorist. He's probably tied to ISIS or some other group like that. And that's that's the end of the story. And we don't dig any deeper on that where we might actually mine some useful information. Not that it's new information, but maybe explore a little bit about why why there are terrorists that would like to do harm to American citizens. I'm not coming at this from an angle of like an uh, 
you know, um, saying that the that you know America is evil, and this is just you know chickens coming home to roost when we talk about terrorism. But it is worth exploring why you might have unrest that could affect somebody. I mean, it's certainly. I think you're likely to get further than trying to pick apart the mind of a psychopath and try and pull out some reason why this guy, quote-unquote, snapped. Also, you know what we've also lost track of as a group, as a country, society? I mean, shit happens. Can you not say that? Like, dude snapped, went crazy, killed, you know, like, fucked up shit happens. like, Like, when we lived in a more chaotic world, shit did happen, and we did have to just accept it. And as we have more control over the world and are not simply left at the whims of weather and mysterious forces, then it seems natural to apply blame anywhere. I mean, even when we look at uh, at the Las Vegas shooter and go, well, okay, you're going to get a bad apple here and there. This shit obviously happens. This is certainly on a bigger scale than we've seen before. But there's this idea that somebody has to be to blame for it. That the government was to blame for allowing him to do this in some fashion. That the hotel was to blame in some fashion because they they allowed him to bring all these guns in. The state is uh, government allowed him to purchase all these guns. And it's not to say that there aren't possibly ways that we can look at tragedies and figure out how to stop them, but it is kind of dangerous to think that there's always somebody responsible for saving your ass no matter what goes wrong in the world. It's it's the it's the it's the car accident that kills somebody where they did absolutely nothing wrong. They were following every law, they had their seatbelt buckled, they they had their phone in their pocket, they weren't changing the radio station, they 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 waited for the green light. Someone blew a red light, plows into them, and kills them. It's like Chris said, shit happens. And that's not. In, the lack of personal responsibility does not end at, I made bad choices. Now bad things are happening to me, but it's not my fault. It's, not, it, we're, it's so ingrained in us that we have to try to place blame on just. Random acts of fucking violence. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 are you, if he didn't have guns, how many times have we seen this in Europe in the last year? He could have drove a vehicle into a group of people. If he didn't have a vehicle, he could have took a knife and just started fucking chop, chop, stab, stab until someone fucking stopped him. If he didn't have that, he could make a homemade explosive and blow himself up in the middle of a crowd. Yeah, he initially fired at some fuel tanks to try to cause some explosions. I mean, yeah, he's played way too much Grand Theft Auto. That's not how that works. I know, right? But, I mean, yes, all right? And I'm not trying to get... I don't want to get off on, like, a gun control debate or or discussion, whatever, but it's just, like, if someone has gotten to the point where, in their mind, mass murder is okay, they're going to go through with it. It's just like suicide. You can take their shoelaces, you can take their fucking belt, you can take their bedding. 
people that want to kill themselves will find a way. And if they're dead set intent on it, they will wait until they have an opportunity to do it. I've seen it. I've seen people, oh, no, I'm fine. And, and okay. And they get their shoelaces back and they get their belt back and then they hang themselves. He, it's, we'll never know why he actually fucking did this. He nope. didn't leave behind a manifesto. There's no note as far as we know. His girlfriend has no clue. I'm sorry, what are you going to say? His girlfriend has no clue about why he did it. Oh, anything good happen this week? <laughs> uh, I think so. Did you hear about the? Uh, did you hear about the uh, member of our favorite favorite religion that took an abortions right case and is going to the Mississippi or Missouri Supreme Court with it from the Satanic Temple? No, really, and I follow him on Twitter too. I surprised I didn't hear about that. Yeah, this is uh, from the Miami Herald. It says a Missouri woman who is an adherent to the Satanic Temple won a victory in court last week in her quest to show the state abortion law violates her religious beliefs. The Western District Court of Appeals ruled in her favor Tuesday, writing that her constitutional challenge, rare for its basis in religion, presented a contested matter of right that involves fair doubt and reasonable room for disagreement. Uh, The woman argued that her religion does not adhere to the idea that life begins at conception, and because of that, the prerequisites for abortion in Missouri are unconstitutionally, unconstitutionally violating her freedom of religion, Protected by the First Amendment. This is great. This, this in my mind, is what the... Uh, uh, is it Satanic Church or Church of Satan? It's Satanic Temple. Satanic Temple, thank you. Yes. This is what organizations like this are, are for, in my opinion. The more that we have these ideas, certainly under Sessions, he came out and, and talked about religious freedom laws and how... How much he was for protecting the uh, people's individual rights to express their religion, however they see fit in this country. The more we see that type of attitude, the more we're going to see people taking on what, frankly, is is probably at its core. If you were to reach into the person's mind, you would find that there is no true belief in that religion. It's, it doesn't really matter, though. They can claim that belief in that religion and use that to get what they want. I'm all for it. Because I think it's only ultimately going to destroy the the idea of protecting religious freedom through laws, which I'm not saying that I'm pro-prosecution of any certain religion. I'm certainly against that. But this idea that that it can be used as a, a shield to basically flaunt laws that the rest of society would like to see in place, like the availability of abortion at, at a reasonable time, that that's 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 the type of thing that I'm against. So I know it seems a little like tit for tat, but I think it's fair play. Well, I mean, if you're going to cloak yourself in some sort of religious dogma and try to try to make that dogma law, then yeah. you better yeah, be prepared for other. Re- yeah, you better be prepared for other religions to come in and go. Well, what about our beliefs? Right. And you to know, be fair, like, I mean, this woman isn't saying that somebody else has to get an abortion. She's just arguing for her own personal freedom. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's like a meme I saw a couple of years ago. It had a, a girl in a Catholic school outfit drawing a pentagram on the ground. And it said, uh, 
Christians, be careful what you wish for when you say you want to allow religion back in school. And that's, yeah. I mean, I'm, if you want to force it into a public school, you're opening that can of worms. you got to deal with it. Yep. I don't have a dog in this fight. That's your problem. You're the one to open that fucking can of worms. You deal with it. It's between you and whatever deity of, of your choosing. Right. And, further, yeah. and furthermore, I, I don't understand. Chris, maybe you can enlighten me and maybe even some listeners. I thought the Catholic Church got over this. You're only supposed to have sex for procreation bullshit like years ago. Well, yeah, the Pope came around on it. The the, the new cool Pope. Okay, so who are all these people that are against, like... Fundamentalists. Birth control. Fundamentalists. But even uh, even in a marriage? They they want their religion unfiltered. Oh, yeah, there's still people that believe that any spilling of the seed without the intention of procreation is sin. Oh, boy. So what happens when you're 12 years old and you're asleep and you have a wet dream? You're a fucking sinner. Devil came into your well, sleep and made you sin. Right, I love I mean, the, Remember that show look, TV We're talking Fun about House? people that believe in original sin, so there's not a lot of reason in here. <laughs> no, I understand, but you remember that, 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 that show that was a, spawn, or a spinoff of Saturday Night Live called uh, TV Funhouse? Yes. That was oh, I love TV Funhouse. Yeah. And they had they had a they had a black and white like uh PSA like old film that looked like it was from the 50s about how you have to wait until you're 18 to have a bowel movement. And <laughs> yeah. when when the urge comes, you have to fight it. And, and nocturnal emissions are okay because you couldn't help it. But you have to resist <laughs> the urge until you're 18. Yep. <laughs> That and show is so brilliant. And that was that was about how I feel about the whole, like, <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding me. Hey, you look, know, who, I, I, I seriously, why, once again, we don't need more laws telling us that we have to use someone's bullshit pronouns that they come up with just to be a petty fuck. We don't need more laws telling us that we have to act, that, 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 that companies can go, well, if we offer health care, we're not going to offer anything to do with birth control because it's against our religious beliefs. Everybody at that company holds that religious belief. Everybody at that company believes that same thing. Everybody who works there has to believe the same mm-hmm. thing. Duh. Well, th- That's yeah, discrimination but, in hiring practices, isn't it? I, I believe so, but th- we've given a personhood to corporations. So now the corporation in itself, as deemed by its higher-ups... Can have a an official religion. Well, corporate personhood is the most ridiculous fucking. Well, one of the most ridiculous fucking things I've ever heard in my adult life. But that's. You know, I, Rich, I used to believe that, but my understanding of the way that the economy has to work, it, it one of the first things in order to have an economy where you could have, uh, you know, businesses actually carry debt and not individuals, you have to assign some sort of personhood. I mean, I think that there should be limits to what you're willing to accept and that religious freedom should be one of those. But I guess that's kind of a lesser point to my idea of that we just shouldn't have any laws 
regarding anyone's religion, period. Well, I mean, and this is something we've all went over before. If you're against abortion, seems to me you would not have that big of a problem with birth control. Yeah. And if it's a religious thing, then... Right. If you're anti-smoking, you should like vaping. If it's a religious thing, then you don't use birth control, and you don't have an abortion. See, I mean, the whole, especially Christianity, because that's what they tried to stuff in my head when it still had the soft spot at the top, um, never made sense to me that why are you trying to save people when you need people to be sinners to populate hell? When you need these non-believers... Yeah, you need hell to, to be there, to scare to us straight. A, yeah, to bring about the end times. Right. And also, if, you're, if your belief is that minorities are flowing into this country and are taking it over, shouldn't you be, like, airdropping birth control to every major city? Well, Shouldn't I mean, you just be distributing it on the corner, on the street corners? Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest arguments. Uh, a lot of the religious people in my family and that I know um, throughout there is that they say, you know, Planned Parenthood and abortion is specifically targeted towards the black and Latino community. Well, let's face it's specifically targeted to poor people, and blacks and Latinos are. Pre- take up a higher percentage of poor people in this country than than whites do. Yeah, but we're or, really, or, not a higher percentage, but a higher percentage than uh, I'm higher percentage this of right, but, their populations. Right. Thank you. That's that's better. I mean, because and I'm just like really because I can take like the religious people that say that. I'm like, do you want to do you want to go to the Panhandle of Florida? to the Redneck Riviera and look at all the right. little miracles with, with lice crawling through their hair in every trailer park. Yeah. Because I can show And they're all white. White as you. I mean, do you think these people are going to grow up to be like, you know, outstanding citizens? What right. are their odds? No. But hey, they'll, they'll be white and probably vote Republican, so that's okay. Yeah. America! Well, <laughs> well, I, <laughs> that's I, good I, enough. I, I don't know. More Americans uh, for America. Maybe I've been listening to too much Doug Stanhope lately, but I'm starting to like come around to his point of view. Like, why is eugenics a bad thing? Why do we want the dumbest people around to breed the most? Cliche, but you got to take a test to drive a car, right? But you can just make life with impunity. I mean, well, let's be honest, guys. It's It's not a numbers game anymore. This isn't the fucking dark ages. It's not that you need right. a bunch of people. We I don't need, need five kids to tend my farm. Yeah, yeah, I, right. and yeah I don't need to have ten kids because I have a farm, and most likely two of them are going to die to, like, you know, some shit that we cured 100 years ago, and et cetera, et cetera, or a farm accident. I don't want five kids that are stupid. I want, how about one quality human being? And then, you know, I don't know, educate them, and then put them out in the world. Let him be a productive member of society instead of just saying, I had a kid because it's my right to. Or for some selfish bullshit reason, like, I just wanted to see, I, want, I wanted my name to carry on. 
The fuck? Yeah, that's not a reason to bring another. That's not a reason to bring a fucking human into this world. I mean, I've always it, said I'm 38. And I don't have kids. I'm like, I don't think I'm that neat. That I need man. another one of me hanging out. I'm so awesome. Let's make another one. I'm not wired like that. I don't. I understand family and all that crap. Like, I get what you're saying, but like, as far as like, I I don't know. I just well, I don't have that urge though, in me. Even though we've kind of vilified the idea of you know pushing this nuclear family as the ideal is oppressive to some people in this country. And that it's not always about having a mother and father. Certainly it's not. So if they're abusive, it's not about having a mother and a father. I'd rather take two good dads than, than a male and female that are abusive. But when you look at just statistics, you know, maybe hate facts, um, <laughs> you see that planned families are happier, more productive families. Duh. You mean people who are, you mean right. people in <laughs> shitty circumstances who are thrown into shittier circumstances succeed less than people who actually plan? Get the fuck out of here. And God, I love I love the Christian bunch who their 15-year-old daughter comes home, she's pregnant. They won't give it up for adoption because they want to they want they, they, there's no guarantee that child will be raised knowing the love of Christ. They won't have an abortion because it's against their religion. So they're going to keep the kid. Well, I'm sorry, wasn't getting fucked before marriage against your religion? Now all of a sudden, your religion comes into play? When you were getting that deep dick in action, when the fucking, when, when, when the captain of the football team was playing pin the dick on your cervix, I don't fucking think you were worried about mm. God at that point, were you? May have been shouting Shit. his name, not she thinking should, about him, though. She should be burdened. "Quote unquote" with that child. Well, it's the sin factor. If you sin, yeah. you have to pay a price. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but taking a human being, bringing it into this world, placing it in a situation where it, the odds are stacked against it, and then throwing it to the wolves, barely prepared to to take care of themselves with with with, because you know you were too busy shitting out little miracles all over the trailer park to pay attention to the oldest. So now you got an 18-year-old that don't know shit about shit, can't take care care of itself, and believe me, I'm I'm from I'm from one of these families. I was 17. I had a high school diploma. I had a car. I had a job. I was told you need to get the fuck out. 17 years old, legally not an adult, couldn't rent an apartment, couldn't work certain jobs. Was told, see ya. You need to go somewhere. So it happens, folks. So what are you gonna wait? Why is this a good thing? Why why do we fucking hold these people up and we and 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 oh you know poor you you had a kid at such a young age you chose to have that fucking kid mm-hmm. and then you did a shit job of raising it and now you want sympathy you fucking cunt fuck you you get no sympathy whether you think you had one or not you had a choice it is it it, it is infuriating when I see kids. Growing up in homes who they're, nothing is said to them, but mommy will be back. And they're dropped off at grandma's. And like it's the Chris Rock joke. They call mom by the first name and they call grandma mom. You know, for, for all the fucked up shit that happened to me in my childhood, both my parents took time to 
do, I don't know, the very basic shit you're supposed to do with a child. Read to me, teach me to read, teach me to spell, teach me to do all this stuff. I went in. I went into to, 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 to kindergarten, first grade, and I was always top of my fucking class. And it, only when I was older did I reflect on how shitty a parents do you have to, where these kids are in there and they can't even spell their own fucking name and they're in first grade. Like you can't tell me that these kids are all born stupid. Yeah, it's just it, it well, was it, they weren't also, being taught. Let's also face the reality too that unless we are able to in the next hundred years get off planet or. I don't know, go underground like mole people, we're going to have to basically put birth control in the water supply and make special arrangements for those people that we want to have kids because we just won't have any more fucking room for them. Yeah. Like, we're just going to run out of space to house all these people. Our resources are finite. So so once once we're confronted with those types of realities... We're going to have a, a very different view on this idea that it's this ultimate freedom of of life that you know it should be sacred in in all instances and well it's not even sacred like it's not about life being sacred because as you pointed out you know once a life's there you don't give a shit about it it's no longer sacred it's the act of creating life that should be sacred I. It- I don't know. I, there's a difference between someone, in a, you know, who thinks they found a good partner, they have a kid, turns out, you know, the mother or the father is a shit bird, the person made a bad decision, and the person mm-hmm. goes forward and does the best they can. And yeah. then, there's, then, there's, then there's the people who go find the hood rat at the bar or the dude with 15 fucking felony convictions and he's 19 years old and he's got three warrants and he has never had a valid driver's license and I mean, hey let, let's get together and procreate yeah and and then and then expect they expect some sort of like the beginning like, of idiocracy they with the two us couples to give, them, to give them a hand and it's like no look everybody can make a mistake all right Everybody could, could could make a wrong choice, especially when you're young and when it comes to, to to you know romantic partners. I get that, I understand that, and I have empathy and compassion for those people, and I have no problem helping those people, as long as that help is actually being given to better their living situation for their kids. There's way too many fucking people, friends of mine, friends that if I named their names, I would no longer be friends with, who had kids and are still having kids. And they they say shit like, my happiness is more important than, you know, spending time with my child. If I'm not happy, then my child can't be happy. So I'm going to go to the bar and try to find my child a new daddy. Or I'm going to go to the club trying to find my daughter a new a new mommy. Or whatever the fuck. And it's like, you should you've not have got children. This, you've got this backwards, dude. That's not how that's supposed yeah. to work. Everyone I know, or I should say the responsible parents I know, it's most of them. That's what, it's exactly what you just said, Rich. They give they care more about their kid than them. They can give two shits. They could be wearing clothes from you know fifteen years ago, haven't eaten in three days, but their kid's all set. Like and yeah, and. but we but you know we we throw these we throw this umbrella of don't shame parents. Fuck yeah, don't you should shame, shame the fuck out of parents. You are the ones making the fucked up adults. Do you do you know what do you, do you know the the, the the battle cry 
of a bad parent is anytime someone, not hatefully, maybe even it's like a brother and a sister to, to the parent, points out, hey, you know, you sure you want to do this with this kid? You know, I mean, this is, this is going to last a lifetime. And that parent turns and goes, I'm doing the best I can. If that's their first go-to excuse, that's a bad parent. That is the thing you say when you're exasperated and you don't know what else to say. That's the equivalent of saying, I've given up. And I know way too many parents who the first, the first sign of trouble, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is, I'm doing the best I can. Really? Is, is swinging around a pole and doing coke in front of your kid and dropping them off with different men to stay for two, three weeks at a time while you go on a bender doing the best you can? Is that really the best you can do? Honestly, can you look in the mirror and, 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 and say, yes, that is? Because if you can, you're pathetic. You've admitted defeat, yeah. And I mean, I'm not talking about the single mother who has a husband walk out, disappear, or, uh, you know, the single father who has a wife that does the same thing. I'm talking about people who just constantly make bad decisions over and over again. And this is not a plant. If you forget to water your plant and it dies, you throw it out. These are fucking children. These are not fashion accessories. These are not tax write-offs. These are human beings. I mean, it it sounds like I'm minimizing it here, but I always call it, I've, I, it maybe it's just my sense of humor, I always call kids the ultimate pet. If it dies, you are held culpable, and it can grow up to hate you. Like, you have to fucking, I mean, you have to really, really make sure you do, you know, what you're supposed to do with a child. Well, also come to terms with the reality that you can do everything right and they can still hate you. And yes, there is that, that. That's a possibility. <laughs> there, there is that. The, the, there, child, there, the childless member of the podcast put in his place. <laughs> no, I mean, no, you can do everything, quote unquote, by the book. You know, good schools, good upbringing, solid family life. You know, not spoiled, but the kid never never wanted for anything, never went to bed hungry. And that kid can grow up to be an absolute fucking useless human being. Yeah. It happens all the time. And, yes, you can take a kid who the odds are completely stacked against them, and they're the, they're, the, they're the one that everybody holds up and says, this should give everybody hope because they beat one in a billion odds to be where they're at. It. I mean, it's it, there's no hard and fast rules, and that's the problem. But I, I just, when we, if you, for religious reasons, do not want to take birth control, do not believe in abortion, do not believe in premarital sex, fine. But don't we have a problem, a huge problem in this country? Just this country, I'm not even talking about the world, with unwanted children. Don't we have a foster system stacked with unwanted children? Especially once they get past the cute little baby stage that no one wants to adopt them. Or, yeah, or prisons fo- filled with unwanted children and uh, irresponsible parents. I mean, one of, the, one of the, the most glaring stats that is a hate fact is, was it, 80% of prisoners come from single-parent homes? I mean... Oh, I can't bring that up. Not saying that it's a guaranteed your kid's going to be fucking in prison if you're a single parent, 
but it definitely increases the odds. Not saying you're going to get lung cancer if you smoke two packs a day, but it definitely increases your odds. Yeah. I right. mean, it's... And this isn't this isn't like mom died of cancer when you were three. Yeah. This is some somebody just got up and said, eh, that thing that I made, I'm not really that interested in it anymore. I got other shit to do. Moving on. And I, it's... It's frustrating because I, I you know, I, I I was around a lot of those kids growing up in, in a lot of the places I was in and I saw what they you know, what they went through. And even with the limited amount of family that was allowed to have contact with me, uh, I still never had that. It was all you know, it was always I knew that if given the chance, I could live with this family member and things would be much better. And they were. Surprise, surprise, you know, when it happened is when I flourished as a kid, is when I excelled in school and et cetera, et cetera. And part of me felt guilty because I would still stay in contact with some of these kids I was in youth and state homes with, and they, they, that never happened for them. I got a friend I can look up on, on Michigan Department of Corrections right now who's doing time upstate, and he won't get out until like 2030 sometime. And he come from, if, on, on paper, a better home than I did. And it's, it, if I know that can happen, and I've seen it, and I've, I've been amongst those unwanted kids, I've been one of those kids myself, why the fuck, why wouldn't I want to fucking speak out against it? And why wouldn't I look at people and go, do you need, you need to stop and think before you have this kid? I mean, there's lost souls out there who people just gave up on. What do they think happens to them? You think you just drop the kid off at some state home and they're just going to fucking raise him and that's the end of it? At 18, they're going to be productive members of society? And what's amazing is most of these people who who are against abortion and stuff are also small government. So why the fuck would you want the government raising your kids? Or raising kids, period. You don't trust them even the fucking... You know, you hate the DMV. You hate... The post office, etc., etc. You hate big government. Oh, but all those unwanted kids? Eh, just throw them in fucking state homes. Let the state take care of them. How is that even logical? I, I don't know. This is this this subject that hits way close to home, but it's just I I, I have a very hard time with people who who want to throw religious reasons for no birth control, no abortion, but. Instead of going out and, I don't know, if you're so godly and you want to be Christ-like, why don't you go to some of these foster homes and adopt these kids that have been passed over for fucking five, ten years? Yeah. Why don't you take them in if you're so worried about life? Prove to me you're pro-life. You're not just pro-birth. And fuck that. Don't prove it to me. Prove it to your fucking self. Like, as far as kids go, I've always kind of told that line, even since I was kind of 18. Like, there are plenty of kids that are already here. That needs someone to take care of them. Well, I got to make another one. And getting 38 and Mandy's 40. That's no. part, that, that, that may be the, uh, the road we go down in the future. Hey, speaking of taking care of your kids, I got a couple here that are moving around and looking to be fed. <laughs> oh, the one's like 14. You can use a microwave, right? Yeah. <laughs> Show my microwave an egg. Well, they need supervision to pour cereal? <laughs> 
Ah. Get French toast. Ooh. Ooh, fancy breakfast. Yeah. yeah. But all right. Oh, it's just so nice to not talk about Donald Trump for an hour and a half. Yeah, we got out. Of, we got out of the way at the top. We gotta do more of that. So yeah, you know how we could do more of that? Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> we don't have to talk about him at all anymore. <laughs> but then, oh, what did I show you guys? What that one guy who introduced articles of impeachment? Like a no leg to stand uh, on. Like, what? Are you, come on. You gotta, you gotta test the waters sometimes. I just, I, I just read my pay stub this week. Come on, don't make me feel like my life's being wasted. But anyway, thanks to everybody who's been listening, who's been downloading, who has been sharing. Uh, you like the show. It's obvious. So keep telling people about it uh, wherever you listen to this podcast. Please make sure that you rate it five stars. I'll go to Christopher Media. Oh, review it, too. Because that helps it. It helps people. Yeah, rate and review. Yes, two R's. Uh, and then, two, just go to ChristopherMedia.net. You want to help out the show, you can donate. You can click on the donate button. we got an Amazon link. You can click and bookmark there as well. Uh, but uh, with all that being said, we will uh, catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you. See you. Later, guys. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.